on the road again. I hear something. I heard that our production facility is going to be moving. What? Uh, you know, our production facilities is yes. moving for the show. Yes, it's true. The, uh, it's the studios are moving, moving north. It's, well, what north? You have any certain state you might the they might be moved to? Iowa. Oh, okay, okay. Southeast Iowa. I don't want to give the exact location because you know what, oh, right? That could be a problem. We know. That I'm just generally problem. speaking. That's good. Well, I, look, I, I just wanted to get that confirmed from you. So yeah. And now that Rumors I, have, I feel a sense of relief. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess, you know, we can do the show from where we are right now, though. Let's do it now. Okay. okay. All right. Hold on. I'm going to get my, you know what, together. Whoa. Yeah. Hey. It's Saturday. Holy cow. We made it. Hey, and you know what? It's time for the bro show and you're here. I'm not talking to you, John. I'm talking to the audience. You're here just in time. It's just starting. So yeah, if you've never been here before, we are brothers. My name is Jerry. And my name is John. And we do a show every Saturday morning. It's a podcast. We talk about a few things. Uh, One is an animal. We have an animal we're going to talk about today. And we have a word, a phrase, actually. And then we have two takes. This is you and I talking about something that's really important. And last but not least, we have a couple groaners. These are bad jokes, John. Where, where can you kind yeah. of find all this good stuff? You know, is there easy you know, to get to? Yeah, it's really easy. All you have to do is go to bro.show. There's no .com, mm. no www. Just bro.show. Type it into your uh, you know, URL field, your browser, your web browser. And you will land on our page, our landing page, and there are subscribe buttons all over the place, free to subscribe. And every Saturday morning, you'll get a notification in your email. You'll get the whole thing. You'll get the podcast in your email. Yep. Show but notes. But it's gentle. It's gentle, everything. though. It's, it isn't harsh. It's very gentle. Oh, it's we'll kind. have to work on that. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, kind of is. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's the so, deal. It's, it's easy to easy to get to, no problem whatsoever. Hey John, are you wearing uh, a T-shirt today that has anything I am wearing to do a long with the show? Sleeve. Yes, I yeah. I'm wearing the long sleeve uh, season of the Meerkat Bro Show Bro Dot Show T-shirt with the bat. The, the the guys swinging the bats. I figure we got a meerkat. We got a, we got a meerkat story. We've got a, a baseball story. I need to break out that T-shirt. And it's very comfortable. So that's what I'm wearing. Mm. What are you wearing? Mm. I am wearing the Clark Street Ale House concert t-shirt that the bros did. Wow. Yeah. And by the way, guess what? Well, I I think it happened. It could be it's it's right could be right around the corner. It we um, we can't make any promises, but it's definitely foremost in our minds to consider Mm. doing another show. I mean, yeah. our public right. basically begs for it. I mean, they, they, particularly the people that missed the first one, which is practically yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Hey, do we have a sponsor? We do have a sponsor. Our sponsor yes. is the Animal Legal Defense Fund, and these people do some incredibly good work. Uh, they are 501c3. They, their mission is to protect the lives and advance the interests of animals through the legal system. And they accomplish this mission by filing high-impact lawsuits 
protect animals, providing free legal advice, training prosecutors, you know, to get these other lawyers in, in gear so that they can help animals too. Um, I noticed one thing, they have an enormous um, number of employment opportunities. Oh. But there's one thing that you need to do, You that there's a deal breaker mm. when you go, be careful of what you wear. You probably have a better chance of getting mm. a job with this organization if you do not wear your shoes. John, are you, if you make this shit up, <laughs> is this true? Yes. Is this true? Leather is not a big, it is not well received by these people because animals, leather, so don't wear a belt. Just take a chance that your drawers are going to fall. Uh, <laughs> John, <laughs> you got a mockery of our wonderful sponsor. Hey, let, 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 let's let's drop the, that shtick and move on to the to the swag. Yeah, they do have lots of good swag, and uh, we have we have a link in our show notes to where you can buy their t-shirts. They make their t-shirts the same place we make our t-shirts. And all of our T-shirts that we sell, the proceeds go entirely to the Animal Legal Defense Fund. So a nice bit of synergy there, John. So that's kind of cool, right? Yeah. And you'll see notes to buying our swag, our T-shirts and, and coffee mugs, which feature meerkats, the cutest meerkats in the world. A couple of them are threatening, but most of them are, are cute. And, uh, yeah, you can get that stuff. And I think you'd be glad you did. And it all goes to the Animal Legal Defense Fund. Yep. Cool as beans. All right. We have a meerkat story, don't we? We sure do. You know, I was a little worried we might run out of meerkat stories as we're coming down the home stretch. And yeah. one of the things that really bothered me was that we did a, a, a show on the uh, meerkat manor, The Story Begins, a documentary, a prequel to the, the to this very successful TV show back in the 2008 and it was really good we 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 did that and i thought you know these these animals are so they're so easy to film they seem to really gravitate to the to the camera why can't there be more of them out there and sure enough this like wow. last week i found another meerkat movie so we're yeah. going to do a story about this movie and the name of this one is the meerkats it's a 2000 again another 2008 feature Link, the wildlife film. It was uh, released by the British Broadcasting Company Corporation, BBC. And it's a little bit different it's, than the other one. Not so much in the, 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 the playbook. It goes by the same thing. But what they do is they have a little different spin on the story. This whole thing premiered uh, in October 2008, wide release in UK in 2009. And it follows, rather than the story which the other one had with the the, the matriarch uh, of of the of the meerkats, the, the the mama meerkat. This one deals with a very young meerkat coming of age by the name of Colo. Mm. And don't want to give too much away at this point, but it has a pretty good ending. Very tense, leaves you at the edge of your seat, even maybe a little, little bit excited about it. So. This movie mm -hmm. features narration. The other one we saw was Whoopi Goldberg. This one is narrated by Paul Newman. And it's got this sort of, it's kind of sad because you see the narration was the very last uh, film credit that Paul Newman had in his very long, illustrious career. So he's featured in it. But I think what's really cool is they got a lot of, of, not of favorable reviews. 
And mm-hmm. maybe we could talk a little bit about some of the features of the movie that made it what it is. Uh, and I thought that the photography was it was really, really cool. Oh, I was very impressed with how they shot this thing. They did some stuff I've never seen uh, before. And one thing is, like, uh, let's talk about some of the animals in this. There's a predator. There's a martial right. eagle, which is a large African eagle that... Uh, Likes to snack on meerkats, unfortunately. And uh, they're constantly running away from this guy. And, uh, yeah, they shot this eagle using a drone or something. I'm pretty sure it was a drone. And it was done so artfully and so well. I was just so impressed. And they, they have this ability with the, with the lens. They must be using some computation to really get a tightly focused, beautiful eagle. And everything else is just a little bit blurry. So the the eagle really comes forward in the photography. They did the same thing with the monitor lizard. They did the same thing with uh, the lion. And, you know, they had a a number of of threatening animals. And you you see the whole thing from the point of view from Colo. You see it from the ground. And then the best, I think the best photography they did in the whole thing was there's a, there's a couple of snake scenes that are really scary. And one yep. of them is in the burrows. And so well, how did they do that to, burrow stuff? That was amazing. Yeah, this is like a, a Mission Impossible kind of photography where they get yeah. the, the scope, the scope, you know, the yeah. scopes they use to uh, plumb around inside your body and, and, and do surgery and look at stuff. They got one of those, and they did it with the ground. They put it in the ground, and they're able to go down the burrows with it. And you get to see exactly what Colo sees, and it's so cool. I thought that was one of the, the stories good, the anthropomorphizing of Colo. You know, you, you right. feel like he's a person. You feel his point of view. You feel his threats. You feel his victories. You feel his loneliness, you know. And there's I won't give away the major plot thing, but it is so cool you have to see this if you've never seen a meerkat movie this is one to see in my opinion yeah it's about 83 minutes long it's not it's and it's uh one that actually you can access on youtube you could get the prime view uh pay a couple bucks for maybe a little more than that but prime video yeah yeah i also think what made this one a little bit better was they show colo coming out for the first time out of the borough, and I guess how old do you think uh, Cola was at that point? In, in three weeks, John. Three weeks. Probably three weeks. And mm-hmm. you don't necessarily. This is one where you just see like a little, little the the fuzzy Cola, you know, where yeah. the hair is just starting to come out before he looks like a, a full, you know, adult meerkat. And I thought that was a really nice uh, piece that you didn't that we didn't see in some of the other meerkat uh, films oh, yeah. that we've seen. The other thing is that what's really important about it is the editing makes this because what they do is they film and the director has to think ahead and say, now, what do I want to see in the movie? And then films a lot. Then the editing is what is going to make or break it. And they did a really good job of piecing together and staying with a plot storyline that I've already kind of we don't want to say too much more about the, the ending, too much, but more. it's very climatic. Uh, and uh, all I can say is that it ends up happy, a happy ending as you would want it to be. It's it's a movie for all, for all the family. Uh, kids would enjoy this, and you get a chance to if you don't if it doesn't reinforce what you know already, 
Sometimes it gives you a few little more tidbits, things mm-hmm. that you might not necessarily know. Taking a look at sort of the way that they 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 work in terms of their food, learning how the seasons of the year might make a difference as to the way their behavior is and what they need to do. And yeah, it, it's got all this good stuff. So yeah, just look it up on YouTube if you don't want to pay for it. You'll have to look at Arabic subtitles. That's the only gotcha. But other than that, it's perfect. And if you want to pay for the pristine version of it, just go on Amazon Prime. Wow. You know, Prime Video. Oh, good. Yeah. We have a word, don't we? We got a word. Our word is swan song. And it's something that we were doing research on the Meerkat. And we've already mentioned that this was Paul Newman's last movie. And he does a very good job of, of doing it. It's, it mm-hmm. You know it's Paul Newman, but it doesn't get in the way. You don't think too much about nope. it. And... And so the swan song, this is the last act, appearance, publication, or the utterance of a person before retirement or death. That's where Paul fit in with this. Here's an example. I pulled this out of the New York Post. John Lennon's swan song, Starting Over, song was supposed to be exactly that, a fresh start after a five-year hiatus from songwriting. Kind of, we know, ironically, that did not take place. It wasn't a starting over; it was the end for him. But that's yeah, that's, that's the song. That's the that's what a that's swan the word. song is, John. Yes. Yeah. So, all good. Sad. Hey, I like the fact yep. that you got that out of the New York Post. Uh, our friend Jason Otto would like that. He's a big fan. Yeah, of the Post. we should. Yeah, we should just give him. Anytime we use New York Post, we ought to give Jason credit yeah. because this is where he. That's his go-to newspaper. It's where he lives. That's where he digs for dirt, and he does a very good job. We've got something exciting to talk about in our two takes. I am, yeah, I am I, a little it, pumped up about this, I have to admit. Well, uh, you know, the producer gravitates towards what's happening off the field, he, you know, in, in, in whether, whatever sport. Whether if hockey is looking yeah. for fights, you might yeah. find a few fights in baseball. This year, baseball is mostly centered around the clock. You know, the fact yeah. that it's faster, but perhaps there's something we ought to be taking a look at that's even more interesting. It's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of cool, that's bottom line. And what we're talking about is the major league celebration of the home run. And we know that, you know, we're we've been used as oldsters of look of seeing just the traditional handshake at the you know, as at the plate. home run yeah. hitter approaches plate and his the next person at that comes up and you know and shakes his hand and he goes on his merry way to the dugout hopefully hopefully little... that doesn't always happen well yeah, yeah. It, it, you know depending upon and what what we find out is the development of the handshake kind of gravitated to more and more things i think i like to point out as a means of history that perhaps the most famous home run shake took place back in 1946 the year i was born in april and on april 18th that day a teammate of Jackie Robinson's, George Shuba, held out his hand as he came across a plate hitting his first professional or white league baseball. And this gesture, in some ways, uh, signifies Robinson's entry into the, Americans, uh, the American national pastime baseball. And so yeah. I think that was kind of cool. Another thing that we look at the history of the handshake that kind of brings it into a new element, it kind of lifts it a little bit, and that is a variation on it. That took place in 1977 when Dusty Baker hit his home, 30th home run last of the year. He was greeted by a teammate, Glenn Burke, who raised his hand to receive the first ever high five. So since then, what's happened with the with with the uh, oh, the celebratory 
a lot has happened and most of it has been more of an individual basis guys you know they hit the home run sometimes they make a mistake and they they look out out i'll wait for it to go out and it ends up being a double and they end up <laughs> not running fast enough other yeah. bat flips have happened We've seen guys do all kinds of crazy gestures uh, at, at uh, as they're rounding the bases. Probably oh, the greatest of those gestures, are, they, they get pretty good. What were you going to say? I was going to say, you know, what about the bat flip? I'm always curious about the bat flip. Well, the bat flip kind of... Uh, it's flamboyance you know, of a sort, it right? Is. It, you know, there's, it this is. It's all part of this. And they still allow bat flips with... It's not allow. I mean, it's sort of acceptable. From the uh, from their opponents when they do it, uh, to just you know modified you know just a little bit. But when they get a little bit overdone, and kind of stop and then have to flip it over their head or do something like that, it's a well. It pisses thing. off. It pisses off the pitcher, doesn't it? it don't they, oh don't yeah, they you, s- you could end up getting chin mu- music the next time you uh, you you come up to bat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, now, isn't that how we got into <laughs> chin music? I just love that. Hey, isn't that kind of how we got into this thing about the celebration in the dugout? Take it off the field so that you don't offend the pitcher and the I, I, is that I part think of it? There's a variety of factors of things. What so what's happened up to this point is they've you know since teams are so offended by these individual tactics, uh, these you know panage showmanship or just you know, strutting their stuff. They, they, the teams have decided, let's do it in the dugout. I think that's part of it. I think it's also that it's worked out that way because there's a lot of the, the camera thing. Quite often, a player hits a home run, and as he's walking through the dugout, coming on the other end, uh, they're, they're watching him. You know, the cameras, you can see him on TV getting a drink of water, kind of uh, talking to teammates, this and that. And they thought, yeah, what the hell? Let's, let's make a little production out of this. So sure mm. enough, what has happened is that, and uh, particularly this 2003, things have really kind of gone to another level. What we call, I call the team home run celebration. And what happens is with this is it's prop laden. It's uh, it's got a, it's choreo- choreographed. It's got you know dancing. This in, in fact, you found oh, that yeah. earlier. That's an earlier element of it. Quite often, players will go in and they'll do their little dance with each other. And so what they've done is taking some of these elements put them together and so all of a sudden what you've got is you got a, a home hitter coming parading through the dugout with some prop on his head or maybe wearing something greeted by his teammates and usually one uh, somebody invents this somebody basically is responsible for for a, a custodian of props. whatever they're using yeah. props that are using and, and i'll tell you i think right now about half of the teams are doing some crazy stuff in the dugout. Wow. Really? Um, and and, and it's, it's, they have a camera now, as you said, in the dugout. So they just flip that. Someone flips that camera on from the network or whoever, and they get this stuff as the guy's going into the dugout. There's all kinds of stuff happening. And I some of them very have, exciting. Yeah, they have some themes. Some of them have some very obvious themes. I think my favorite is okay. the Milwaukee Brewers with the cheese head. You know, the cheese yeah. head is a, that the fans wear this thing that looks like a, a piece of cheese on their head. It's a triangular wedge, yeah. solid wedge, and they yeah. put that on their head. So that's the, that. what they'll do is the guy comes in the dugout, he puts the cheese head on, comes through, gets a few high fives, this and that, maybe does a little jig. But, I mean, every team, and I like the Washington Nationals, I think it's kind of cool because it's the, you know, home of the president. So what they'll do is they'll put a powdered wig on, 
maybe wave the <laughs> flag as they go through. That. That's great. Uh, it's like you, you could just see somebody in Minnesota going out and fishing and having fish, you know, having the fishing outfit on and with a oh, rod wow. and reel. So sure shit, what they'll do is they'll do the same thing. They'll put wow. something like that on and go through and act like they're, you know, pulling out a big fish. You know, they, they kind of animate it and kind of go through some sort of little scene, whatever. So those are a few of the ones I, I think. Yeah, are, the are Baltimore kind of Orioles do this thing with the uh, fire hose. That I oh, I forgot cool. to put that one down. Yeah, that's a good one. The home run hose. Yeah. The one I cannot figure out, though, are the St. Louis Cardinals. They yeah, got the, this hamburger, the hamburger phone. phone. What's the deal with the hamburger they, phone? <laughs> it has something to do with the fact that there's a big in the outfield area. They had a really long homer in the upper deck and left field. There is a, a a a a sign there, a Big Mac land, McDonald's, where yeah. McDonald's hamburger. It's accessibly the mill production. Let's say this one takes a while, but so do <laughs> a lot of them have connections with with the club, with the city, with what's going on in the city. Uh, oh, the Pittsburgh Pirates with the sword, you know, the Pirates of sword. So they'll pull out the sword, and they'll, they'll you know they'll be fencing it into the camera, you know. Uh, they they yeah, have like yeah. the Errol Flynn. Hey, we, we need some groaners now, John. Oh, groaners. Here's the first one. Why is the Origami, origami Sports origami. Channel so Origami Sports Channel so expensive? Why is the Origami Sports Channel so expensive? <laughs> this is bad. No, something, so something about folding. It's actually something new. It's it because it's pay per view. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> nice. I like that one. Now, okay, this one is more like a, a it's a brain teaser, okay? So okay. bear with me. It's a little bit long. Just listen to me carefully. A man leaves home. He takes three left turns. He is on his way back home when he sees two masked men waiting for him. Who are these masked men? <laughs> Around the corner, gang. The catcher and the umpire. What? Oh, he's stealing. He's stealing bases. Well, what he's doing is he's basically just going around the bases, and when he comes home, he sees two guys with masks on. Who are those guys going to be? The catcher and the elf. It's a brain teaser. Very clever. We had baseball. We had baseball. 